0: Hey, welcome to the Lyric House Church podcast. Our mission is to host a house for him. Join us on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. for our live service. Make sure to check out our Facebook page for details about upcoming events and information on our small groups that meet throughout the week. Thank you for being part of our broader community, and we hope you enjoy this
1: podcast. that one on we turn that one down a little bit more we're getting suntanned up here (laughs) literally every single time I'm like I hate that light oh thank you Jesus okay you guys good good okay Jason and I are going to welcome our friends that we how long have we known you guys Cody and Darby, we went to church together is how we met them, and then they, not very long after, they moved up to Wagner, South Dakota, and we're going to let you guys explain that, just kind of explain what that looks like so I don't butcher it. Um, and so we've just been kind of following what they're doing, and um, there's just so much fruit behind uh, their, their lives and their, their hearts for the Lord. and. Um, Uh, what they're doing up there and so they live up there they've they're rooted up there they have family up there it's home and so um i don't know exactly what all cody's going to talk about today but we just we're going to give him the mic and he can maybe just share a little bit of what they're doing and he's going to give us a word from the lord um what else i think that's about it about it but can we honor his lovely wife darby yes yes and they have Two amazing girls are they? In, are they in the kids' room? Probably hanging out. Yeah. yeah, they have two amazing little girls that look just like them too. So you'll see him around around here. So, <laughs> okay. Whose mic Do you want? All right. All right. All right. Awesome.
2: Sorry. I already greeted him with a holy kiss. I figured using his <laughs> mic was no problem. Good morning. I haven't held a microphone in a long time. This will be interesting. I'll just clip it to my shirt. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> my shirt's tight enough. Though. <laughs> Guys, I know. Don't worry. If you thought it, I thought it first. So these aren't even the shoes. I meant to wear much fancier shoes. You know, when you guest preach, you're supposed to be up there. And I even brought the Jordans with me, and I forgot them. I the Gee. Okay. Well, yeah. The person who gave them to me, is sitting right over there, and the red hair on the couch. Yeah, she's great. That's my good friend over there, Sherry. But she gifted me these. Nothing, nothing's wrong with them. They're just, they're old now. These are my EDS's, everyday shoes, come on. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's not what I'm about at all. If, if you thought shoes is all I'm about, you'd be, you'd be wrong. I just had a conversation with some new friends and I said, I, I, I heard this phrase, it's pretty awesome, but it's, it's caused me, this, this phrase is actually pretty good for us Christians because it's, it's really made me take a second look at whose who's opinion of us or where our identity should come from and, and what's really important. And this, this worldly statement said, a different version of you lives in the minds of every single person who's ever met you. Yeah. And it's just, it's just fact. That's not even like, oh yeah, that sounds artistically beautiful. I'm like, no, listen, they all come from different backgrounds, different traumas, different, different uh, filters. They all met you in a different place in their life, in a different place in your life. How many people are pretty sure people have met them on your worst day, right? Yeah? And you're like, gee, and you turn around and you're like, yep, cool, they definitely heard that. You know, like... <laughs> So, right, a different version of you exists, right? And so so we try and center it, and, and we kind of talked about this, and it's like, okay, fine, it only matters what my dad says, right, my dad. And then it's like, but your mom doesn't agree, right? And then your aunt and your grandma, they, and then you're like, wait a minute. And so even when you try to narrow it down, it's messy. It's, it's, it's impossible. They don't know. The people who live in your house, they don't know what you've been through um not that you know grace is there thank god amen but not that it's an excuse to say whatever you want and do whatever you want but they don't they don't know the you they they met a fraction a, a just a, a fragmented um second of maybe when something slipped and it shouldn't have and so um i don't know where i was going with this but i just i love that thought that let's get our identity from the only one who can sort it all out you know i think pastor tim you've you've said this a few times um, in the past, but I don't have enough faith for the other thing. I don't have enough faith. You, I think you're the one that first coined that in my life about, like, to not believe in God. You know, the, the string of coincidences that would have to come into place for, for you know, uh, the theory of, the, of chaos says that one day you're going to open your dryer and all your clothes are folded. Yeah. There's times I'm praying that theory's true. I mean, because eventually, after so many, some, it's going to happen to somebody. Has it happened to anybody in here ever yet? You ever walked in and everything was just perfectly folded? No. You ever hold a canvas out there? right? You guys have beautiful pictures on the walls? The, the theory of chaos says that you've ever seen. Anybody have a photograph somewhere? Theory of chaos said you should be able to throw ink in the air. And eventually, it'll come down and look like that crystal clear 4K image. I don't have enough faith to believe that, that is beyond my ability to believe. So all those other opinions about your identity, I can't sort it out. Another famous quote from somebody much more important than me, I'm sure, said that that, that their opinion of me is none of my business. That's the Lord's jurisdiction, actually. Actually, even going out there and trying to change it, it's like, no, you're, you can try really hard and maybe you'll change it for a moment or maybe eventually they'll see you different, but it's none of your business. It's not your jurisdiction. It's not even your job. You love God. He loves you. And, and honestly, we talked a bit about this last night. Your character will just defend you, you know? Or it won't. And I, I'm just saying, or it won't for multiple reasons. Maybe it doesn't defend you, and you still don't need defense. Maybe it doesn't defend you because your character doesn't match. I don't know. I'm not trying to condemn anyone here. But so there's a lot of things you don't have to worry about. And today I want you to know your identity is one of them. God has a one true identity for you. And that's the one that I, I believe um, the pastors here are teaching you guys. And, and, I, and I want you to just know that, it, that that's good and that's true. Um, as I said, I'll talk a little bit about who I am. My name is uh, Cody Krug. Um, you, you, they refer to my beautiful wife, Darby, and my daughters, Julia and Audrey, they are 12 and seven, and my wife, she's 21. So, um, <laughs> since we're thrown out ages, and I'm very old. So, apparently, I don't know. I'm too old for the young adult stuff, apparently, now. They've kicked me out of all their groups, so I don't know what that's about, but uh, and it has something to do with these stripes right here. <laughs> I think but I like them I like everyone keeps you know there's beard dye I'm like yeah I know there is I know there's beard dye that's why I don't use it that's right I've dreamt of having these wisdom lines but um I I love them greatly they've they've been through it all with me um, I keep failing as a father and apologizing and and we learn together and you know do you ever feel bad for your firstborn like you just try and stuff out <laughs> And you're like, and then the second one seems to have a smoother raising, and it uh, and just seems like they're better put together. I, I feel like I'm constantly, every year, I, I sit, tell Julia, I've never had a 12 year old. You know, Next year, I'll tell her, I've never had a 13 year old before. And then the year after that, until she gets to 18, when, when we, yeah, we had an 18 year old. When I was 25, we had an 18 year old. It was my niece. So I'm just, I had an 18 year old and an 18 month old. And I, everything in between was like, I have no idea what's coming. Um I love them. they continue uh to reveal uh, the father to me every day my my child um it's you know that childlike faith that the bible talks about it's it's not just clever it's not just clever wording it's you know they they expect good and they look to you for good and um it's such an amazing thing to get to see out of them and and convicting when you come up short of course, but I love them uh we moved out in twenty sixteen um, to South Dakota. Um, I'll give you a quick overview. Pastor Tim was on the phone with me for hours, days and days and days, before, um, about a year before as, as the Lord was just, um, man, he was just doing stuff in my heart. And, and man, I was hungry for discipleship and, and no shame to any ministry teams that I was a part of. There just wasn't a format or anything to catch me. And so I'm just chasing and I'm looking at anybody who will disciple me. I'm I'm running to the Bible. This is a great... <laughs> the best teacher I ever found, Um, by the way, and I searched and searched and searched, and I'm still sending kids to seminaries and colleges, and I still say, you know, this is, this is the higher thing, Um, but I was hungry for the Lord, and, and God was putting some stuff in my heart. Tim was there, and he helped me sort it out, at least as much as I could understand, and, and uh, God said, something's coming, and he gave me some early commandments. I don't know where any of you guys are at. Sometimes we want these earth shattering, mountain moving things. You know, what he told me, get rid of my dogs. That's a, Yeah, I know. Oh, like, and so I made, you know, honestly, you guys are going to have to pastor through this next part, okay? Because I'm going to say this part wrong. But, but I fired back and I was like, oh yeah, I'll get rid of my dogs if. And I'm, your pastors aren't going to tell you to say that, But I'm just telling you I did. And in, in one way, you know what, I, I'm, I'm, not sure, I, I'm not sure you shouldn't. I just think you need to check your tone. But I said, fine, I will if the perfect situation comes along. Oh, and I have two dogs, so both dogs need to have good homes before I'll even get rid of one. And I don't know if you know the Kinnamans, but they used to have a giant dog. Um, that was one of them. Or sorry, the, the Roofners. sorry. The Roofners used to have uh, this one of these dogs. So fast forward through that. God made that happen. Those dogs went to their new homes the same day. So I kind of said like, "Okay, fine, I'll." But that was the first thing, you know. I thought it was gonna be, um, "Go ye unto that." No, it like it was none of that. Get rid of your dogs. And I was like, "That's that's weird," you know. And then it was driving down the road, pick up a guitar, find a guitar. Twenty fourteen, I didn't play a guitar, other than you know, I think I could play that. Cheryl Crow and Kid Rock song. <laughs> "Living my, life. that song, <laughs> no, I'm not gonna lead you in that one, but that's the only song I could play, okay? So, just being honest, didn't say do it, please don't. I mean, <laughs> but don't. <laughs> For a time, it worked. But uh, um, that's all I could do, and God said, get a guitar, and I'm like, oh, this is gonna go over well with the wife. God told me, <laughs> gotta buy a guitar. All the guys in here are like, yeah, I think God told me to buy a gun. <laughs> I gotta go talk to her. My... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I, I, I told her, and and I started like in the middle of a sentence. You know, it was like a dream. Anyway, and and, like three days later, we weren't talking about it. I said it, and I'm like, oh, i was like, I had this weird dream. <laughs> God told me to get a guitar. <laughs> anyway, you know. And so we moved on. A couple days later, she says, "I think you should do it." Like she started in the middle of the conversation. I'm like. Think you should do what like eat the next french fry what are we talking about here and she and she, i didn't know what she was talking about obviously the lord had been speaking to her and she said it said i think you should do it first two things god told me that got me to south dakota were get rid of your dogs and buy a guitar are you guys seeing a connection yet because i was not <laughs> And that was it, and I was faithful in that. And then the, the commands, um, I, I shouldn't, the, the leading of the Holy Spirit continued, the impressing. Then it was, hey, don't buy the house. The house you're in that you're leasing to own, this is the fourth year. You're going to buy it now. This is the final thing. Yeah, but you're going to lose all the money. You know how eat part of the rent was part of the down payment? You're going to lose all that if you back out? Oh, well, back out. You got to go. Then, then it was right down to where I was going to live next and, and what the terms should be. You're going to live there for up to a year, no contract. And the money that you're paying needs to be going to somebody that it's going to help. And boy, did the Lord nail every single detail. So far, getting rid of my dogs, don't buy the house, get a guitar, live with somebody who needs the extra income. So we cram into a room. We downsize our entire life to, I I found a storage unit that was the exact same size as a U-Haul truck. I don't know if she knew I did that on purpose, but I, I got so that it could, if I knew it fit in the storage unit, I knew it would fit in the truck because God said to be ready. I said, for what? And he said, be ready. And so, and he, and have your bags packed, be ready. No, no attachments, just be ready. So, and we were pregnant. Yeah, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> it's good times. Good times. So, So anyway, yeah, and, and working, anybody else been there with God where you're going, what? What? Yeah. So, you know, I hang out with too many teens. If you know, you know, so, um, (laughs) so we haven't even got to the part where God took us to South Dakota. I'm just being faithful. Um, I'm doing all sorts of stuff. I knew I was supposed to serve my pastor. I knew I was supposed to be serving the community in a practical way. I was carrying my Bible to work. I was really holy, you know that guy. I was crazy. Um, I was just learning as fast as I could. I was starting Bible studies, not knowing what I was doing, and and probably made it all about things it shouldn't have been about. And I don't. I was just. I was doing my best. And I was I was getting fed fast. I was receiving revelation, and then and then I get the I hear about this offer, and these people are like, um, ran into them. They're like, hey, you need to you need to come talk to these people. They're looking for a minister. And I'm like, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I'm like, I don't know about that. And they're like, well, you should think about coming up and doing a missions trip. And I'm like, well, that'd be cool. And so I go to my leadership and I'm like, hey, there's this missions trip. And, and uh, they're like, hey, our youth pastor done. Sorry, bud. Our youth pastor didn't have a moment to plan anything like that. There's just no way. And I was like, oh, okay. I mean, I don't even know that I was upset because I didn't know much about it. I was just like, oh, okay. And he goes, so you should plan it. And I went, oh, <laughs> yeah, amen. And, uh, yeah, right into the fire. I'd never been on a missions trip, <laughs> let alone planned one. So, and I don't even know how much planning I did. Thank God for JR and Liz Talbot, you know. And so and that's just facts. But anyway, um, so I don't, um, I don't know how much planning I did other than just being a liaison between our youth group and and the leadership that called us up so we went up there and uh so the the meetings for that continued and then the people who kind of whispered in our ear kept saying you need to talk to this pastor and i was in the season of life where i said i can't do the next thing until i've done the last thing i'm still by the way doing the last thing god told me to do and i don't again you guys have to pastor through that but i think that's solid so many times we're trying to get on to the na- to last, and you would think, oh yeah, that's right, I haven't even finished. Some of you haven't even started the last thing God told you to do, and we're trying to grab a hold of the next thing. And, and I, again, you have to pastor through that. Not, that's not a metaphor. They'll tell you more about what that is. Listen in, because um, it's important. Obedience. If, if you come in and learn 52 different concepts this year, and you're obedient to none of them, the Lord is not pleased. I would rather you focus on one thing and not learn another thing and get to heaven and say the only thing I mastered was lying. But I didn't go learn 52 new things just to disobey, right? Okay, I'll stop preaching on that. <laughs> so I was just trying to do what God said. I was trying to do the last thing. And so they're saying, pastorate position, pastor position. And I'm like, I haven't even done. Yeah, she was saying no. I was just I like, know. I was, yeah, no South Dakota, no way, no how, forget it, you're crazy. Um, I don't know what, I don't think we thought we knew anything about South Dakota. It was just a hard pass for her. (laughs) And I was just saying no practically. I I wasn't even entertaining. I wasn't daydreaming. I wasn't asking more questions. I was like, no, I got to do the last thing, which I, guys, that's solid. If that's the only thing, if all I get up here and say is do what God says, then I think that's a pretty good message, but there's more. There's definitely more. I haven't even got past the intro yet. So anyway, (laughs) so so we headed up there. We did this missions trip. I don't know if it was effective or whatever, but on the first day we get there uh, through a series of events, everybody who we made plans with was gone. The school board who we got permission with to be at the school had been recently disbanded by the tribal government, and the tribe took over the school board, the school board was gone. The phone numbers we had were no longer in service. You name it, we didn't have it. And we're like, <laughs> what? <laughs> so awesome, uh, wonderful lady uh, named Zeph here. she jumped right in and, and said, well, we'll figure all this out, but for now, you guys can sleep in the basement floor of the Boys and Girls Club, and right here, we'll get you set up, and, and we'll just start making phone calls. And literally, everybody, nah, we didn't know you guys were coming, but sure, no problem. We get set up. Day one was nothing but chaos. Um, there was flooding. All of our sleeping bags and everything. We got. We woke up in like six inches of water. It was great. Um, the locals just to mess with with this crazy Christian group. I, I think you know st- stole a few items that were left outside. Whatever, chucked them up. Not stole, but I mean, you, you kind of deserve it. For if you're leaving stuff outside and going to bed, so they they removed it from our possession. You know, like it was just, it was clearly like, hey, this is for you. And they were like, thanks. You know, so that's why I say to my daughter anytime the bike get is left out close to the road, I'm like, oh, sweet, a free bike. Because that's what it meant to me. You push it out to the curb, someone's going, oh, you don't want this. That was a normal thing. So I still have that. So anyway, so don't get the wrong idea, but I kind of I. Most of those kids became my friends. I'm, I'm ahead of myself, though. But those, so that went on. It was chaos. Day two, we hadn't so much as knocked on a door, met a person. Um, I'm trying to get a hold of Darby. We can't figure out service. I'm standing on this stump and, and doing the, the, the call stump. And I'm standing right here, right in front of the guys' dorms. You know what I'm talking about, Sherry and Hayden. You know. So I'm right in front of the guys' dorms on that stump. You know, if we'd have gone 100 yards in either direction, we'd have had three bars. <laughs> Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I did I didn't know that, but now I do. And it's funny to watch everyone else. (laughs) I'm like rookies, (laughs) you know. (laughs) So there I am, can't get a phone call through. Finally, and Darby and I are doing can you hear me? You know, I felt like that guy from the commercials, can you hear me now? I can hear you can you hear me now? Literally, like we just hearing now, like, oh man. Finally, we can hear each other. And I just went without missing a beat she said we're moving to South Dakota aren't we (laughs) and I just cried and I said yeah I hadn't preached the name of Jesus I hadn't invited anybody to the VBS we were about to do I had not met a soul and God said this is the place and these are the people that's it I didn't go to school for Native American ministry I didn't spend years in language classes I, I I read the Bible I was encouraged by people in my life. I was, I was inspired to this point, and I just did the last thing God said to do. I was, but I was there. I was there. The, the missions trip was the last thing. And doing the last thing that God told me to do released me to do whatever he would ask me to do next. And guys, don't rush to that. If he's not telling you what to do next, and don't, don't be reaching, searching desperately for it, keep doing what he's asked you to do, where he's placed you. Again, pastors, you pastor through that if, if you disagree, but it's a, it's a great start, I promise. <laughs> so, so there we were. That's how we got there. Get rid of your dogs, buy a guitar, get out of your lease. These are the people. This is the place. So there I am. I never thought I would be a quote-unquote missionary. God didn't, Put some heart for Native America in me uh, that, at least not known to me at some early age that's not it, and uh we're just being obedient and so that's how we got there and and we've now we're going on our eighth year um being there and um basically I don't know how to tell you about what we do <laughs> um, I feel like i my number one job is taxi, uh, but I love it. We call it windshield ministry or bus ministry, but um, that's where I do most of my ministry, with a windshield in front of me and whoever I'm driving around with. I love it. So taxi's not fair. I, I'm happy to drive people around, um, and I love that they think of me. So, you know, we minister all the time. Um, I, I get to do youth ministry. I lead I, I lead the youth ministry on Wednesday nights. Now it's a Wagner area. It's a, all over the reservation. We, we go pick up uh, for 45 minutes, find the kids, bring them to youth group. Uh, when we first started it in 2017, um, it uh, used to take us an hour and a half to pick everybody up. Then we'd have youth group. It take us an hour and a half to take everybody home. There's three towns on the reservation, Wagner, uh, Lake Andes, and Marty, Uh, and there's more than that, actually, Ravinia, and Danty, and and Greenwood, and Pickstown, but those three uh, main communities that all have like high schools uh, where we would go and pick up, and at one point, we had four different high schools represented in our youth group, uh, ranging of 45 miles apart, like from the furthest student this way to the furthest student this way, and God was just it's always changing. Anybody who knows anything about youth ministry knows it just ebbs and flows, and and every 18 months the group just replaced itself. It's kids that were not the ones from, you know, I, and I found this marker, but we get to do that. Um, I actually love ministering to young people, but not that whole like youth pastor's heart. Um, it's a, a it's a subculture um, of whatever the present culture is. They speak a different language. They, they, they have um, different ways of communicating without words, you know, and so I love that. It's fascinating to me, and um, they're not the future of the church. They are the church. We're just the older version of them. <laughs> they're not the younger, one-day version of us. We're just the older version of them. Take a look. Talk to your leaders about how old the disciples were and, and all that. It will blow your mind. Young man in, in Hebrew means they could have been 12 or, or, or 30. Um, unmarried. I love that. Unless he was married, then he was a man. <laughs> Check it out. So it was, it, the church was a bunch of young people, and that's I'm very passionate about that, uh, mostly because I got to share with my new friends, um, you know, um, I made a lot of mistakes after I gave my life to Christ. But one thing I will tell you I'm thankful for is that when I was in the bottom of that pit, I was not alone. You are not alone. And if that's the only thing I can convey to those kids in the time that I have them, I'm okay with that. I, you know, the, the, the troubles and the pitfalls, I got, Jesus is not an immunity shot, whatever that is. <laughs> but he, he's not. He's there with you, though. And uh, that's what we get to do, and so much more. I mean, it sounds crazy. We minister six days a week, but some of it um, just doesn't look traditional. And you and, and you guys probably do it as well. So I think you're probably just selling yourself short. So a lot of the the ministry we do just doesn't is, doesn't take place in the church on Sundays. And so I want to hang around. And if you guys have any questions, if you have any questions about the culture, please ask me. If, if you're wondering what phrases are OK or not OK, I'll, I'll talk you through that. I mean, it's all good. I, I, it's multi-generational, multicultural. Um, so I stand in the middle of a lot of polarized situations all the time. And you know, I believe that's what we're called to do. Um, I stand in that gap. And, and if I have to shoulder some weight, that's OK with me. So um, please come and ask questions. I do better with that. Um, and my, my wife, too. She's, she's a great source. Ask her about it. Um, man, we just get to do so much. Donations, we get to. It's not even from us. We, we clothe people. We feed people every Sunday. We have a meal. We, we have communion every single Sunday. But we do it around a table in the basement of this church. And that also serves as a ministry. If people in our church know there's people that need a warm meal, then they invite them. Uh, We don't we don't feed any poor or helpless people, we just feed people. We feed people with full refrigerators, and if they know anybody with empty refrigerators, then they need to invite them. That's same thing. Clothing giveaways for everybody, um, and we partner with other churches in town for all sorts of ministry. But we are the predominantly native church in town. It's an open reservation, basically half native, half non-native, and I'm just being proper. But it's white people. And Native people, like that's, I mean, the divide's pretty clear. Um, and it's about 50-50 um, in the community. And of the seven or eight churches, we are pretty much the one dedicated to um, reaching out to the Native community. And then even our church is about 50%, um, Native and non-Native. We, we serve everyone because um, our God is good. Amen. So, um, Darby, can you think of anything else I should say or mention? Okay. Amen. That's it. So be it. (laughs) Hello. There we go. Yeah, that's hot. Oh yeah, Um, the Christmas. Yeah, that's what we should talk about. We should talk
0: about Christmas. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Should I go up there? That's probably better. (laughs) See me. He had a whole sermon, you guys. This is even touching on it. But um, so we kind of do a lot of practical stuff as well. I mean, I think a lot of our ministry is just being in relationship. Um, We've kind of learned from the very beginning, um, God's taught me nothing but patience. Um, I think if Cody's overall theme um, was obedience, mine was was obedience but timing and relying fully on God's timing. Because while Cody was obeying step by step, I was learning to follow step-by-step. Step. I am not a submissive person. And um, submit to your husband was like, that was the learning experience um, in, it, in its own. But when we got there... She's was, still working on it. Every day. Every day. Um, but, uh, you know, when we first got there, I was like, we came up here to do outreach. And he started by doing... Um, by, we opened up a youth building. <laughs> Day one, day one, we had a kid. What you doing over there? Oh, well, just moving in our stuff. What are you going to do with it? Oh, we're just going to hang out. You want to come hang out with us? Yeah. And then we had a couple kids skateboarding by every day. And he said, uh, They're like, Hey, make a box. He's like, You make a box, whatever the box is. It's like you skateboard it's on fun, it. a fun box. A fun yeah. box. Fun box. Okay. So he goes, Well, come on over. And he literally had the kids like painting and building a fun box to come skate in our yard. And from I then was, on. I was lazy. But (laughs) but they loved it. And he created a lot of ownership in this is your place to come hang out and this is your safe spot. So that's kind of we built relationships there first with the kids. And um through relationship with the kids we'd have parents reach out and say, Hey, you're a church? Well, I mean, yeah, I guess. And they're like, You got coats? I'm like, I got coats. Like, you got some you got some food? I'm like, food you want me to make it for you you want to take it home and uh so there it started off just building relationships on the practical side of it but then the whole time in the background it was where's your youth group you're going to come here you're going to do youth group like what are you going to do and um it's not ready yet we're not ready yet not ready yet almost not ready yet and then we met an awesome guy nick dion happened to come across
2: he's preaching for me right now
0: he is. That's really awesome. And, uh, and, and Nick was like, my elders want me to do a youth group with our kids at our church, but I'm not equipped for it. And, and he said, and we didn't have a place.
2: He said, I don't know how, and I don't have the place.
0: Right. And Cody goes, well, I know how, and I got a place. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I don't have any people.
0: <laughs> and I don't have any people. <laughs> so they kind of combined forces for a youth group. And, and so, but it was a full year of building relationships and um, building trust. I tell you what, those kids, um, as resilient as they are, trust does not come easily. And I give trust freely. I give respect freely. And they are taught. I no joke, you guys. I was smiling, laughing. I'm that person every morning that, that you hate because I'm like, good morning. Hi, sunshine. Sorry, hi, Krug. I worked at the school. So, hi, Krug. <laughs> they got used to me, but... um there was one kid, he said, uh, he was laughing, but he said, you make me some cookies? I'm like, what kind do you want? Chocolate chip, I'll pay you. I'm like, you don't have to pay me, I'll make you cookies. I actually brought him cookies, and he's like, you made these for me? <laughs> and this other kid said, why are you so nice all the time? And I was like, oh, I, I, because I'm, I like people and things, and I'm just nice, and he's like, my mom said not to trust nice people, you always want something and there's a lot that we had to that we had to work toward as far as just building trust um in our community and and timing wise when it was the right time to start the youth group we did it when it was the right time to um start women's ministry um and start a women's bible study that it was all timing and um, our pastors there, uh, the the wife, the pastor's wife, ended up very ill, and it was the timing of taking over for her, and then for Cody stepping in to take over for him, um, the timing was a really big deal. So, with all that said, um, it was also the learning curve because they had. I love your giant Christmas tree. I keep looking at it because, um, you know, what's been standing at this church for the last fifteen to twenty years is. They've done the Christmas boxes. They do Easter services and the Thanksgiving meal, and they have some of those traditional things in place. Um, but one of the most amazing things is every Christmas, all of our church members come. So on any, any given Sunday, we're a very small church of 20 to 30. Um, on on a Labor Day weekend, we might have 8 to 10. Um,
2: when the weather's nice.
0: <laughs> you're right. Or powwow, <laughs> season. pow-wow season. You guys don't know anything about that, though. Yeah right, um, uh, yeah. Between weather, nice weather, and football games, and then uh, powwow season. So um, this year's been different though. This year's been different. So we've um, we've been growing. At church, which is pretty awesome, but we always laugh because when everybody shows up for Christmas service, we don't have enough seats, and
2: literally packed wall to wall. We're talking 150 people, yes, in a church and, and, that's only housed you know 35 people on average, right? The rest of the year,
0: so we bring in all the chairs, all the pews, all the everything, and we cinch up real tight, and then we still have the lobby is totally full, and it's full down the stairs, and then people standing um, down this second set of stairs. Um, all there for church service and they come up and um, we share the gospel and we get to give out Christmas presents and um, you know the practical side of you know how that operates even is has been you know an ever-changing thing but what's really awesome is uh, I mean can I just share about this year kind of what so um, we had this year kind of came up that um, it's been crazy because since 2020 2020 2020 closed down all of our VBSs and closed down um, a lot of the the ministries that we do. Um, The first couple years, we had 350 mission, well, people in mission teams.
2: Missionaries, missionettes, whatever but I mean, they're missionaries. Yeah. But in total, like all the teams that would come up and serve, over 350 different people would come up during the summers and help um, with with some of our missionary and outreaches. yeah and
0: so they would uh build decks put on roofs uh clean out people's garages their houses they would do basketball tournaments and volleyball tournaments and vbs's and i forget um, i
2: do a lot of that still by the way we do
0: all of that still so he's 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 not when it comes to listing yeah. off the practical stuff you know um, i do
2: adult volleyball leagues too we yeah. took first and second place i'm just saying two <laughs>
0: um but what's crazy is um and this is part of our testimony too, is we've always been a paycheck to paycheck couple. Let's be real, okay? And- uh, You don't
2: tell them everything. When
0: we, (laughs) well, when we started in ministry though, um, people were like, you're taking a job in South Dakota and you are gonna get, you're working for the school, so you're gonna have a real job. And uh, the wording I love, you're gonna have a real job. It's 12.50 an hour, you have a family of four. That's not smart. He's not making any income. You're, You're taking a job, you're moving up there, for 12.15 an hour and he doesn't even get paid. <laughs> God has been so faithful. Like I've, mm-hmm. I'm a worrier by heart. Like I just, I am God. And I talk about that. Um, but one thing that, you know, when it gets close with the pennies, God's always got a check in the mail and God's got, you know, food on the table and diapers on butts and, and don't,
2: and don't let that lead to complacency because we did what you're supposed to do. Yeah. People, And when you, when you run into those issues, you you know, one of two things: make more money or spend less, right? Yeah. <laughs> or both. Right. But but we we did we we but God's always good. Right. I just can't so. Right. Don't don't ever don't mishear a teaching that yeah. you just get to sit on your blessed assurance while right. while God. Well, and, and sends a check. No. I got
0: I love my husband. I don't love his cash cars. Um, oh, yeah. but, but you know what? So will call and be like, Hey, I got this extra van. We don't need it anymore. Do you guys, could you guys 300
2: bucks? It? It's yours.
0: I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> and, but what's great is we'll drive it for a month. And then we have a family that's like, we don't have a vehicle. We've got nine kids. We got to get places. We got to do things. Yeah. We've, we've
2: given away, we've, I think five vehicles in yeah, the seven years easy. we've been there. Yeah. yeah. And I've, you know, I've driven another five right into the ground. So
0: <laughs> keep them coming. I love them. No, just kidding. Uh, it's, it's just another season. We're down to the one vehicle, but you know what? God's good. You know,
2: all the ones I gave away are still on the road. Right. <laughs> I, I'm definitely doing this. Wrong, the ones I we drove for ourselves are all dead,
0: and they were um, cash
2: cars, too. So. Yeah,
0: but uh, but what's great, do you remember praying with me for a, a third row seat SUV with a sunroof and leather seats? We prayed for this in the parking lot one day.
2: It was you, we're blaming you.
0: I'm driving that car right now, that's yeah. what we drove here. God's good, the silly things, right, guys? You can pray for it, God's gonna give it. Not, well, you know, that's a whole other, anyways, so um, that's a whole other book of worms. Um, but, uh, no, to get to the Christmas presents, this is what I was trying to get to, is, is um, we'll be down on vehicles or something, someone's like, do you want this car? And there's a, re- like, something will pop up, there, so, hey, hey, we don't know what this is for, we feel like, we just, we've got to bless the Christmas with $1,000, or we've got to give this, and then something comes up, and so you, God provides it, and then the need comes up. And so that's been really great. And we're not not talking about us.
2: Like the need need, need comes to the church. Yeah. And then we have the resource. They're over there thanking us. And I'm like, well, obviously (sighs) as Christians, we say thank God. But I'm like, this came from some lady in Georgia.
0: Right. And they're like, no way. Right. I'm
2: like. Okay. Right. Well, it's not for me.
0: The <laughs> like, first the first summer that comes up that I'm not working at the school, he doesn't get we're like, what are we going to do for the summer? <laughs> didn't really plan for that. 4 months
2: back. straight, so she's not getting paid. Right. Cuz we didn't realize you don't get paid during the summer. Right. Didn't so think, we just had, didn't we both yet. had no jobs.
0: And someone's like, <laughs> for "Can we just months. send you um a few thousand dollars to get through the summer?"
2: We're like, uh.
0: Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so God is so good. So I say all that to say um, we've had a few different things. We had um, a group that they normally they come up for 15, 17 years doing VBSs yeah. and they called three weeks before. We were like, hey, uh, we haven't talked to you. When, you know How many people are you bringing this year? They normally bring like 150 our first year. And the number's like 60 a couple years in a row. So we finally, a couple years ago, we like, okay, so how many this year? What are we planning for? Oh, yeah, we're not coming. This is a 17-year VBS thing. The, the guy who's covering for Cody went to this VBS. All of our kids, they know this VBS. So then all of a sudden we went, oh, what are we going to do? I tell you what, guys, our very first VBS that we did was that year, and it was probably our favorite VBS we've ever done because all of our local people helped run it. And and for the record,
2: this group said all this time we've been doing these VBSs in hopes that we would raise somebody up locally to where we would no longer need to come there. And they've since moved on um, to other mission field locations for their VBSs because – we have the people we have
0: the people yeah. so you know we had a couple so of our praise local god for that, yeah man. praise god we had we had some of the local girls leading the um, leading the worship and we had we do
2: still need mission teams as bodies so if you guys are ever interested right.
0: like, <laughs> and we did we had a mission team that did come up from from St. Louis yeah. um, and uh, but our local people were the ones leading it and we were the ones that created the the system and the curriculum, and we created the lineup, and, um, and that was one of the best ones. Well, so now, this year, we're talking about things that, you know, all of a sudden there's a gap. Well, this year it was, oh, by the way, yeah, we can't do those Christmas presents this year. Well, the church has been giving away Christmas presents for 30 years. I don't know, big number, long time. Mm-hmm probably longer than long that. Time. And uh, and we're known as the Christmas present giveaway. We're known as the church that when families don't have Christmas presents, they always say, hey, do you guys have anything in the cupboard? We're like, yeah, sure do. Let me put some together for you. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm putting together for you. So just so you know, um, you guys are filling a need that mm-hmm. it literally, it was within a couple of days that we heard, oh yeah, we can't do the Christmas presents to, well, hey, I think we could do that. And it literally, like God is good, and in those couple of days, it w- my heartbeat went. Okay, who should? I mean, like who's on the list of people? Who do I? I mean, we could move these presents. We could trying to figure out how we can make it work. And guys, it, but God's it, already had that plan. <laughs> he I will, had that I will say too,
2: sometimes it sounds too materialistic. It's it's not about getting presents. No, it's, it's really not. Um, but it is an amazing opportunity to engage our community yeah. in a way that's been consistent for a long time, and so we make sure they know about Jesus. Yeah. Um, the presents are for fun. The presents, you know, and you can you can try and apply, you know,
1: uh,
2: the I make sure the wrapping paper has, you know, oh, it's fine, guys. You know, but I get what it. it what but it, I'm telling you, like, we're just saying I love you, and so does so does God. Mm-hmm. And then when they get the specifics, I'll be like, somebody who from across the US prayed over this president. And that's what we encourage everybody to do. Actually, some people write personal letters, Mm -hmm. um, which I, I do encourage. Keep it simple but you know encouraging letters and, and you know you know as well as i do if, if god knows who that that gift is going to go to and has impressed something on what an amazing opportunity for them i've heard feedback and stuff like that and so it's not as materialistic so what i'm saying is we we were going to make this happen like yeah. one way or another we just found out with a very short notice that things had shifted and and i actually couldn't even deal with it i had something else going on and darby's like hey i just got this news i'm like I cannot even think about that. And she's like, and one other thing, I'm like, yeah, no, no, I can't. And then it's like, and, and I'm like, okay, There's I, when I, week. when I get home, I'm, I'm away. I was like, I will, we'll sit down and then we'll start doing it. And, and then she calls me one more time and I'm like, I said I can't. She's like, it's covered. I didn't even, never even got home. And, um, it was so, and again, yeah. and so we're telling you, we're like, we're kind of, Speaking ahead, this is yeah. what you guys are helping us do, and so please, please do help us. I can't stress enough how much we may make it sound like normal ministry, and it's very casual. If you were to come to our church, it would it would look like a church service. It's right. not that it, that's not incredibly original or profound. The ministry just takes place Monday through Saturday. Well, and here's but, what
0: the thing is: is is the materials like you were talking about? Like you guys are providing the materials, but the part that that we forget to kind of almost mention or you know, tie into the story is that um when you're working at the school, or you're at the grocery store, or you're at the basketball games, and the kids run up to you, you're the VBS girl, right? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I wasn't there, <laughs> but I know which they one they still think about. I'm
2: the guy from Dude Perfect, they <laughs> <Right>? <laughs>
0: that's
2: why I grow my beard out longer.
0: <laughs> um, but you know, they're like, oh, you're the girl with the presence at the church, right? And I'm like, yeah, and they're like, okay, and then I know a story about Jesus, and I'm like, you do. Yeah, and then there was this guy with a boat, <laughs> this kid at called there's a guy with a boat, I know about that guy, and I'm like, which guy with the boat? Does did he walk on water? Did he have animals? Was was the context? But was he it, tossed out of the boat? <laughs> <right>? <laughs> so what I say is 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 these these little moments that we have to to bless the people around the materialistic things has is is what aids our relationship through the year with them. Yeah. It gives us many more points of contact mm-hmm. to be consistent because that's one thing that um that a lot of our kids, a lot of our families, our adults that are hurting. That think there is no hope in my life. And, there is no purpose in my life. There is there what what's I can't walk into that church and they're carrying a lot of shame and mistrust and there uh, there's a lot of stuff that they carry. But to have somebody who is caring for them throughout the year and someone that they can count on is. I've got a family today messaging me. She she and her nine children brought two other families to church. Um, and they're people that we've not had it physically in our church in a couple of years. They've been kind of in and out. But, um, and I'm not going to get super sappy with the story, but um, they're, they're fighting addiction, this very young couple with many kids, fighting addiction on a daily, hourly basis. And sometimes they fall short and sometimes they have the support. Um, but they consistently know us and they consistently know that when they're, when they're in town, that they want to stop by and say hi at the church. Can we stop and just, can you pray for me real quick? Yeah, sure can. Hey, uh, he's, he's getting a job. Can you pray for us? Yeah, sure can. Hey, my kids are sick. Can you pray for us? Yeah, sure can. Hey, we need coats can you pray for us? Sure can. Hey, I brought you a necklace. She brought me a, a Christmas pre- She's the one and only church member that brought a Christmas present one year. And I know that they don't have two nickels to rub together, but she thought of me. And for that, and that was a big deal. Like there's a lot, there's a lot that goes into those relationships that for her to be able to bless me back was a big deal for her. So, um, it's it's one of those things that uh, we talk about the materials, the cars, and the 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 food every week, and the the Christmas presents. It's all connections. These are all tools. It's all the tools that yeah. we use to to continue relationships and to love on them, and to um, you know slide the presents over to the parents so the parents can put them under the tree and it, they can be gifts. for Yeah, we've them. gotten
2: to where we encourage people not ne- to necessarily write too much on it because we encourage the parent to be able to say this is from me yeah. um we've got no problem with that i i don't know who would at yeah. this point but um so one of the things i want to say and and just again like when you guys you guys know about toms the shoes right or bombas socks a lot of people support those because you buy one pair of toms and the other, well we get the toms yeah. during the summer like where we're at the the reservation gets those. you buy one
0: shoe and they give away one shoe free. yeah
2: bombas is another sock company that does that as well I'm telling you, this is one of the places. Uh, and so a lot of people do the Good Samaritan, you know, and they're sending it over to Africa. Please do. Please yeah. do. But I'm saying it's the need is there. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not people sitting around counting on us doing things for them. There's a narrative that is maybe true for a couple people, but it's not this vast misuse or abuse of these kinds of services. It's just Mm -hmm. an awesome opportunity. And I don't want to go into greater detail about that because we've, we've heard a lot of myths Mm -hmm. growing up over this subject and over, over the people that, that God's allowed me to minister to. So I'm saying like, it's such a good thing. Thank you so much. Um, if you're not already, um, thinking of creating a, a, a gift or a box, please reconsider. Mm -hmm. Um, because I get to see these kids every day and, and they really are great, and God loves them, and I get many opportunities to teach that to them. And, uh, you know, Darby said one thing. The reason you hear us talk a lot about kids, 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 and I thought you said, you weren't a youth pastor. I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> but uh, I accidentally stumbled across uh, a f- formula that I'm, I'm also not doing on purpose, but I, I can teach this, is uh, I can count on my hand, on one hand, how many kids, other people's kids who listen to me Like, oh, wow, when he speaks, I pay attention, right? I can count on one hand how many kids listen to me because of my relationship with their dad. Like, me and their dad are friends, and so they care what I... You know what I'm saying? Like, less than five. I can probably count on two fingers. Might not even be that. I couldn't count on all your hands how many parents care what I have to say because of my relationship with their kids. That math is like, that's God math. You know, we got all that girl math and guy math. That's, that's some God math right now. I'm telling you that there isn't a number because the first time I meet them, they're like, hey, I have this knee. Can you pray for me? And I'm like, what's your name? I'm like, oh, I'm so-and-so's parent. I'm like, never met them before and they trust me or they're, they're at the bottom. They're like, just tell me what to do. I've tried everything else, you know? And I, I get that opportunity, guys. It's crazy. It's like, the what must I do to be saved? Nobody's asking me that. That'd be great. I would love to answer that question. Uh, my daughter gets asked that question. <laughs> well, she's like, hell's not a bad word. That's a place you go when you want nothing to do with God. Little girl says, well, I don't want to go to hell. What do I have to do? <laughs> Julia says. Believe in Jesus. <laughs> okay. Five, five kids going, okay, this is in their kindergarten class. The teacher had to look the other first way. Grade, first grade class. First grade. Yeah. teacher had to look the other way because she's supposed to stop that, but she was like, oh. <laughs> like,
0: just just, like she, I just wanted to call and let you know, you're, you're, I think your child saved five kids today in class. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Some kids saying, what the hell? And, and Julia's like, that's not a bad word. <laughs> and the kids are like,
0: yeah, it is. She's like, no. Nah. That's nah, it's a bad place. <laughs> oh, man. It's and that, listen to
2: that. It's a place you go when you don't want anything to do with God. <laughs> even, even in death, he right. gives you exactly what you asked for. If you wanted eternity with him, you got it. If you wanted nothing to do with him, he gives you that. So yeah. it was so simple. So, so there's just something about it. So we do start with the kids because that's, there's so much built on our kids. Amen? Like we... we not amen, but you get what I'm saying. So,
0: How much time do we have, by the way? We,
2: yeah. You're right, so we're just
0: talking. Y'all, we can talk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's true. Between the so, two of us, yeah.
2: So yeah, there's a lot that we do. Uh, the, the Christmas thing is like an anchor. Um, I can't stress enough how much yeah. it just opens the door. And I would encourage you guys, too. There's lots of debate over, the, oh, this is a worldly holiday, and it's like, listen, please do your research. You need to you need to respond from conviction. You definitely need to have, don't do anything that you have no information on. If you're doing it, you should have a reason. If you're not doing it, you should have a reason. Please do that. But there are a few cultural opportunities to engage the community that are not, are are neither religious or sacrilegious. And so I would encourage you guys to look into that. We do not mix Santa Claus with our gift giving experience. (laughs) We're not, you know, we don't do that. I definitely acknowledge there's a cultural celebration that's green and red and white and silver bells and everything else, and we like to imagine snow, and it's fun, but there's the the holy day that we as believers celebrate, which is uh, the celebration of Jesus' birth. Uh, We probably do that um, daily, I'd like to think, right? So I can't have an Easter service without mentioning his birth, and I can't. I can't have a Christmas service without talking about his death and resurrection. So um, don't ever mix the two, but it's fun to give gifts. It's fun to, um, it's fun to, we just went to the mall on Black Friday, as they call it, and I loved it. It was just people bumping into me, and they were, and I was like, this is great. I love (laughs) all of this. Look at them tripping over themselves to buy gifts for people. It's cool. I mean, it's exciting. I mean, hopefully not one of them went into debt. But you know, (laughs) I like I watch it and I'm like, I love it. I could just sit in the food court and just just watch these people go crazy and then walk out with a couple hats from PacSun and then I'm out. But (laughs) that's that was a lot of fun. Um, It's it's been really fun to engage. Uh, One of the first things we did, and again, you can this is the one where you know don't shoot don't shoot me, but uh, we. We go into uh, we showed up and the first thing I get asked to do is MC a Halloween party.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm like what? The tribe was like, yeah, we we think we're gonna have a Halloween party. We don't have an MC. Can I moved you there do in
2: it? August. This was in October. I <laughs> knew like twelve people, and there I was leading youth group games to a, a tribal um, Halloween party. There was 150 kids there, and and we did. four you know, all the classic youth group games, because I just had all those in my back pocket. I didn't know what in the world I was doing, Uh what I was supposed to say, but there I was, and I'm like, I don't even celebrate holiday, because I didn't care much for it as a kid, let alone the reasons. I'm like, what am I doing (laughs) here? Someone's like,
0: your husband's really good at this. He does that a lot, right? And I'm like, first time. First time. (laughs) (laughs) He was equipped. God equipped him. So,
2: yeah, and then even worship, you know, God told me to get a guitar. I played a little bit at Echo Church. People know I was mainly a singer. That was my... My main thing, and I started playing guitar towards the end, but nothing you wanted plugged in, I promise. <laughs> and so I went there with that ability, and we sat for a couple weeks in worship. Um, no shame. It, was, it wasn't even video worship. It was CDs, you know, and it was, it was a very interesting <laughs> time for worship music. And it was, it was rough. A lot of trumpet. There was a lot of trumpet in those songs. <laughs> a lot of trumpet.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. It was all good. It was just a lot.
0: It was so it was fun. It was
2: fun. I don't know. It was just a different time. Okay. I didn't hate it. I can't put my finger on it, <laughs> but there's just something lost. And and I was like, all right, God. So first time ever I stepped up and, and, and played and sang. I'd never done that in an official capacity before I got there. And, and, you know, I've, I've practiced hard and I've, I've learned a lot and progressed in that, but that's not what I'm there to do. But Hey, so. even
0: that was a tool because Um, we're trying, we, we work really hard on unity and, and, uh, and separating ourselves, separating ourselves from division. That's funny. Yeah. Um, as much as (laughs) we're (laughs) (laughs) anti-division, um, but we have a community worship night where all the local churches get together and just praise God, worship God. And, um, and to be able for him to, to lead that, just to see the growth in my husband in that and being obedient to God has been really awesome to see and, and to out of that, we've, we now have
2: a young adult life group that meets. Again, I made a joke and said I'm not allowed to go to it. Other people run it because no, I'm too No, they really old. did kick him out. They That's really funny. did. They did invite me to Friendsgiving on Monday, and I went. But then I realized I was the oldest person by, like, 12 years, so I left. I've been, like, early for my bedtime. But, uh, um, <laughs> no, they uh, – um, you know, that's what we've gotten to see. That just started about uh, four months ago. Yeah. Um, and we're praising God for that. Out of, out of my obedience to worship and getting that guitar, I now meet with four different, currently four different musicians in the middle of the week, no agenda. We're all from different churches, and we just jam. But what's funny is we practice songs, and somebody brings in a new song, and we run through that, and we go through it again, and we just sit around and do it. But then we all have to go to our separate churches on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because we're all, you know, committed to the point of, like, there's commitments. We can't just have this, oh, why don't we all just quit our churches and go to one? You know, like, I'm like, I'm not even going to start that conversation. That's not what this is about. And then here come all these opportunities, these worship nights. And Mm -hmm. now I'm like, I'm too busy, guys. I can't plan this stuff. So somebody else comes up with the ideas. And they're messaging songs, and I'm like, you can just tell me what to do. I'll either show up or I can't, you know, depending on when you set the date. And the other one, he's got the ideas of worship nights, and I'm like, I'm, and he's like checking with me, because I'm the oldest guy in that group, too. <laughs> and and so, so, anyway, I'm like, don't look at me. You know, he's 19, and he was one of my youth group students, but now he's playing in worship nights, and the other ones are picking songs, and they're just and telling me. Worship and the young and then they're picking songs I've never sang. And they're like, Cody's gonna sing these. song. I was like, I don't even know what those are. Now I gotta go, now I have homework. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm- I gotta stop missing these meetings. But anyway, so I'm saying like, this is what's coming from those opportunities, from those, those Christmas outreaches where you just-, you just get to bless somebody. And I mm-hmm. usually don't hand out a single gift yeah. anymore. I step back and-, and we have all these volunteers that come and do it, so Local that's- Local
0: volunteers. Yep. They're like, can we be a part of that? Sure can.
2: Yeah. So yeah. so this has been is, really good to raise up. This is how things are progressing and it wasn't always like that. Like no. the, the Christmas that's, thing that's has been God the thing. anchor. The rest of what I'm trying to talk about is kind of some of the stuff we've got to see and and if I've had a hand in it I'm honored for that, but I got it, you know, God gets all the credit because he keeps bringing people. He keeps finding people who are hungry and mm-hmm. and just not settling for just attending. Is it perfect? No. no. Do we have children's workers for no we no. don't do we have uh, <laughs> do we an 18 as
0: kids that want uh, yeah. you know want to be ministered to on a sunday morning but there's not always somebody there absolutely We've so got, the 12 year old is like i'll lead kids church I got, so julia, I got does. A Bible story. julia
2: leads kids church and and you know in one sense we want to empower her and at the same sense like we would we would definitely love a different setup but um, that's that's what we're doing and it's growing and then some weeks we don't even have any but our kids it's just the way it is sometimes but um, there's just a lot of stuff going on and it's all centered around getting to share Jesus with them right Um, when we talk about when we teach the Bible we answered three questions Um, where is God in in this scripture where is man in this scripture and how can we obey? Mm-hmm. Where is God? That could be God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, or his plan. Where is man? Who's he talking to? Is it a group of people? Is it one person? Is it the disciples? Is it everybody? Is it you? Is it just that person? And then again, what's, what's the moral of the story? What's the takeaway? How do we obey? And one answer I've shared with a few of you, one answer is always to tell somebody else that story. But sometimes there's one of Jesus's 124 commands in there where He tells you what to do, and you need to go do it, mm-hmm. like
0: that. And this is, is an awesome the, Bible study and an yeah. approach that um, we'll do, you know, with a few of us adults sitting around um, doing a, a, a Bible study together. The youth group has used this this yep. approach. The young adult ministry has used this approach, and then whenever Julia jumps in to lead kids' church, she uses that approach, we, and she can lead her own Bible study with your kids with those three questions. Yeah, it's we amazing. we
2: answer debates too. If there's disagreement, we go to the scripture. We read it and we where's God? Where's man? How can we obey when there's a scripture? Like I just I don't even try to pull from my own Mm-mm. even if I know what I think the answer is. I'm like, "Well, let's just go check it out." And so, you know, that's that's what we do. Um all these other things are kind of the vehicles and the ways that we get to do it. So, um I don't know, like, I'm, I guess we're just not doing this message I prepared, forget that. <laughs> and right. now it's time for the it's message. Yeah, all right, done. buckle in, it's about 45 minutes long, that's what I planned on. But, uh, no, at this point, I mean, does anybody have any questions, I guess, the, I understand people have to get going, and so I don't want to, but, are there any, like.
0: Oh, um. Did you, she was at, do I want to talk about the, the brain
2: what? Oh, well, yeah. Okay, so we got a lot of things. I forgot to mention the youth center that my wife brought up. Uh, we do youth center. I also do uh, volleyball tournaments and basketball tournaments that we put on for the youth. Sometimes we have a halftime gospel message, and sometimes it's not about that. It's just about engaging the community, and we just play volleyball or we just play basketball. Well, all the all the rap music that's playing is Christian. They don't know that, but anyway, um, but I'm saying like they, they know who I am. There's no question they know that's the Jesus guy. So I don't always, you know, stop halfway through the tournament and pull the rug out from under them. We've had we've had uh, NBA players show up, uh, wives and kids show up in our tournaments. We had over four states represented, and it's we make it all free. Mm-hmm. So some of you know, and that money doesn't come. Some of it comes from us, but it comes from supporters. And so I'm saying, like, so we're constantly figuring out how to engage. I mean, we had 17 teams, four different states, like professional players. Families showing up, so cool prizes, all of it, and they show up going, "How much do we pay to sign up?" And we're like, "Nothing." How much? Well, you don't have prices on anything on concessions. Take whatever you want. And that's what we get to do over and over. And I take them to a a Native American youth camp for five years straight. We've gone to Warrior Leadership Summit. Our first year there, there was 85 different tribes represented, 750 young Native Christians, all listening to 20 to 30-something Christian speakers from the reservations, from their their tribal practices and habits, just like them. I mean, it's it's amazing the resources. We take about a dozen every year to that. And um, he's thirty bucks a student. This ministry is amazing. We stay there for a week, and it costs thirty dollars. Costs us twelve hundred dollars to drive the van there and back. (laughs) But it's but they don't pay a dime, you know. And I know everybody's got opinions about that. Well, they need to have some, you know, some buy-in, and we just we haven't turned that leaf yet. Um, We go, we we took um, a handful to. Well, we take them to a youth conference every fall. And, um, you know, so there is a lot more practical. We're dedicated to being in their lives on a regular basis. Man, we've taken people to court dates, uh, to the hospital to get pregnancy tests. We've, we've supplied them uh, when their families cast them away uh, with their first set of diapers and clothes for their babies. We've done that half a dozen times. Mm-hmm. We've, I mean, this isn't to pat ourselves on the back, but we have an extra bedroom in our house that's housed four <laughs> different teenagers at four different times. Um, that have lived with us, and I just can tell you guys whatever you think you know. I just, just hold that back because you probably don't. And I don't mean to insult you, but I mean we just do whatever we can, you know. And you would think, oh well, it's all free, and they got into that situation. They got into that situation because people, that particular person wasn't led,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and then they messed up too much, and they.
0: Yeah. they're very much, uh, we have a lot of relationships with people who do not understand, they have never heard of unconditional love and the unconditional love of God and that's one thing that that I was talking about my students earlier people that nice, you always want something from you well no, and I'm like, I got to the point at the school, I had favor with administration, um, that they said why are you so nice, why are you so happy all the time and I'm like, do you want the real reason? yeah, God (laughs) what do you mean? I'm like Jesus tells me to love everybody. So I love you regardless of how you feel about me. And they're like, it was weird. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you what it's when, when that boy is crying, Krug, I can't tell you, I got to go to court. I can't tell you what I did. Yeah, you can, or you don't have to either way. I love you. Do you need a ride? Can I, do you need, do you need a snack before you go? Hey, one time
2: I, I was at regardless. court at the same time with that kid. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, why are you here? i was like, <laughs> so traffic courts the same day as uh as municipal court <laughs> Tuesdays. So, but, but what i say is, is, is this is
0: where the relationship comes in is we have the opportunity you guys i can't stress unconditional love and being able to show somebody unconditional love because they are cared for with conditions their teach their, their teachers like them with conditions Their grandma likes them with condition. They can stay with mom under conditions. They can only visit dad under conditions. And to be able to be a consistent person that will unconditionally be there for support is huge. And so even you know, all these little things, they all tie into it. The kids can come and play at the youth building. They'll go out to Lake Andes to a um a Christmas service. They'll they'll come over, I don't it's we we have so fully intertwined and networked the whole place. We've got it wired with so Jesus. We
2: were given we were given a vision in Lake Andes pretty quick when we saw it. We just saw that there would be growth and movement into the next community and we were believing for a building for a long time. Um and then a there was one particular church with a red door on it. I we called it the red door church. I wanted, wanted that wanted one it to just be given to me. <laughs> you know how it is? You start getting a little bold and you're like, Nah, I'm believing it. I'm believing <laughs> it. So anyway, I didn't get that building, but it's I mean it's still no, available. But... So I'm just saying, it still could happen. Um it's got asbestos in the basement, but whatever. Anyway, well, <laughs> We'll but one day, out. the, the principal of my it still has all the stained glass and it's wall to wall wood, 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 wood. wood. I'm like, yes, it's got the scoreboard behind the pastor. How many people were here last week? You know. Anyway, like <laughs> I love that. But this then there's the day that, that my my principal my principal
0: it. walked in. He says, "Hey, we're about to sell this building over uh, from the you know from the school. The school's about to sell. The alternative school. Yeah. And you guys want it? You're like, yes. Like, what does that even mean? Did you know it's really easy to buy a building and to uh yeah so start it was a a, it was <laughs> one
2: of those like so when a school sells something they just have a number they have to get to say yes it has nothing to do with value they have to get rid of it it was a liability so insurance wise they had to get rid of it so it was kind of like a silent bid but it's not like silent like they don't post it it's just now for sale you mail in an offer school board looks at it they either like it and say yes but you know speed wins so I'm sitting there praying about it, and I'm ready, and I'm like, you know what I got to do? I got to partner with my, my brother Nick. I've, it's it's got to be um, with him if I do this. God laid that on my heart, and then so mm-hmm. I was ready, and I was asking, and, and we found out they they wanted um, God had already put a number on my heart of like seven grand. It's a 2,400 square foot building, but seven grand was the number. And then um, we found out that like the bottom bid was like five grand. Like that's what they needed to say yes. Same thing. There was a huge 120,000 square foot school, the actual high school, that would have been bought for 87,000. Now you couldn't have, you couldn't have heated it. <laughs> for eighty-seven thousand, the next year. So that was not there was nothing you could do with it. Might as well demolish it. it. Came with two gyms, twenty-seven classrooms, a shop. You know, it's a whole school. Yeah. And it was like, well, that's no. There's no way. But there's this building. We found out five grand was what it was going to cost to demolish it. That's the price you had to outbid. They were going to have to pay a wrecking crew to come in and wreck it and haul it away. Eighty-seven thousand dollars for the big school. Five grand for that. And and so. It was like, oh, okay, so I'll offer less. And I was just like, I was convicted. I was like, no, God told me seven. And maybe we'll outbid somebody else who writes a letter in too. you know? So we'll do that. So I'm ready to go meet with, with Nick. And, and Nick shows up and he's like, Cody, I just found out about this building. I'm going to go make an offer on it. And I'm like, oh, tell me more about it. And it's, it's that building. And I'm like, oh, man, that's awesome. If there was one person I was going to lose that to, You know, it was going to be him. So it sounded like he had plans that didn't involve me. And I was like, you know what? Fantastic. And I was just supporting. And he gets to it all and he goes, but I won't do this without you. (laughs) And I went, oh, my gosh. (laughs) I said, do you know why I called you here to meet me today? So we went in, we bid seven grand. We neither of us had the money. I don't know what we were doing. We literally
0: had $80 in our bank account. Neither of us had seven grand. (laughs) We just were like, watch this.
2: (laughs) Somebody calls him that day, says, Hey, what's going on? What's going on ministry-wise? He told him the news and he was like, I'll cover your half. We didn't call a single person. I get a phone call. Hey, what's new in ministry? i tell them the news they say we got it covered boom 3500 dollars checks get sent to both of us we didn't spend a dime we got that building so we've we've got this building called god is good we've got this building (laughs) called eagle pride uh what's that's what it was already called so now we call it eagle pride impact center i'm always thinking the the acronym is epic we got that so so eagle pride impact center and and it's been a slow roll turning it into a, a youth center as well to, to meet the needs of the, the teens and young people in, in Lake Andes. But we have, a set, we have a half of it we finished off a different way, kind of like a conference room set up. And uh, it's currently being used by another church there. And uh, they, was, they were portable. And we were just like, man, what if you just, they were renting the memorial building for $50 a Sunday. And I was like, how about, because I, I did need some help with utilities, but I was like, how about you just pay us 50 You could leave your stuff set up all week yeah. you could paint the walls you can hang nail stuff i don't care the only time i'm gonna need it i'll let you know say hey, it's my building i need it you can have it back on sunday but i need the space i'm gonna move your stuff no big deal but other than that it'll just be yours and i was like i told him that'll happen maybe twice a year and you'll probably know about it because it'll be an outreach that you're probably involved in because we we work we with this church we yeah. partner with them. And, uh, so anyway, so there's a church service out of that building every Sunday now, Yeah. every Sunday evening and have for almost the last year. And so, so we've got the youth center next to the church there in Wagner. We've got this building. That's kind of just, we've got our thumb on it. Nothing's we, We've, we use it we've, for events. we've done all the construction and stuff to the basis of it, but it's still waiting because we got busier. Mm-hmm. Nick Dion bought Boom's restaurant. He's now the small business owner. He's got two rental properties and he's. I mean he's doing big things it's amazing and he's and he's still being obedient to God. So and then I became the pastor and and things got busy. So we've got mm-hmm. this building, we know we've got our bookmark in it. God's word is being preached out of it so we're we're blessed. But how many, if any of you have known me, I've said that the the reservation is kind of in the mission field for too long, in my opinion. It's time for it to be the launch pad, the sending place. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm happy to report that that first youth group we started in 2017 uh, produced one of our a great, I mean, she's a Mm -hmm. full-blown adult now, so it's not like she's a kid, but she was a junior and senior in high school when we first met her, she's what, 25 years old now, Mm -hmm. and in full-time ministry, on-campus ministry in Chadron, Nebraska. She went to university for five years to serve the Lord full-time in ministry. ministry. And then um, we have a second, that's Beulah Black Cloud, and we have one that's dear to us, um, our sister Dion. She is um, on her second year at Trinity Bible College in ellendale north dakota and uh, she's going for multicultural uh, ministry and uh, at this point we're the hoping she'll come back and minister and uh boots spent three months in india um, last year ministering just boots on the ground no pun intended sorry did her, i say boots no her nickname is oh, Boots. her nickname is boots <laughs> so Boots so on the ground <laughs> Beulah Beula is in uh she was in india for three months it was pretty awesome and then um Al-Sisto went to Uh, which was an answer to prayer. I said, one of these days, we need to send a Native American to Europe. Done. God has done it. It's already been that launch pad. And then we said, okay, if we believe this, that this is going to be a launching pad, then we need a place to raise them up. And we are at 98% uh, on the construction to the discipleship training center that's right next door to my house which you guys would know as the kids' zone, Hayden, you would have stayed there when it was mm-hmm. just an empty building. We've got four dorm bedrooms with bunk beds. We've got a living space, kitchen, refrigerator, um, washer, dryer, bathroom for the living portion. And then we have this large multi-purpose room that can be used by other churches where the students can work on their, their curriculum and stuff like that and a couple offices, you know, just typical. So. I'm telling you, like, and that's all with a church. I told you, 30 people come to church, okay? So, <laughs> and, you know, and it's, it's through the faithfulness. So if it seems like I'm kind of panting all the time, I love it. I really do love it. I promise I'll slow down when I don't have the energy. Uh, but right now, God has given me the energy and, and my wife and just a loving, supportive uh, family as well as supporters. Um, that it just keeps happening. So, you know, I'm, we're trying to tell you about as much as that's going on. And Ask I can't, us questions.
0: It's easier. I can't tell.
2: I can tell you, we stepped into this. This is not what we showed up and Cody started. If Cody started anything, is is that I started stirring the pot. <laughs> the pastors know me as the one who's got ideas and starts doing this. And I got to make sure I use my powers for good, if you know what I'm talking about. Because sometimes you can stir where you don't need to be stirring. That's what I'm known for. But but we stepped into what God was already doing. Not to the point where I'm saying, if not us, it would have been somebody else. But listen, if we had skipped that door, maybe he'd have given us another. I don't know. But he was already doing stuff. We just showed up. We stepped into favor. We stepped into projects. We stepped into works that he was already doing. I'm not that smart. I'm not that (laughs) gifted. Um, I, I will take some ownership. I've got some giftings. But what God has been doing and the way he's been able to use us, um, I, it's God math over and over yeah. and over, and I'm telling you this this Christmas gift giveaway, and that's not just to sell you guys on it because it's so close. It is it is so instrumental in engaging our community, and uh, what's cool is they get to see a partnership because then even the tribal government they're donating money to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you get other tribal entities, the uh, uh, the the Ihangtuan Community College, they write a check. help support to feed they know we do it so every year they cut us a check for 500 bucks to cover food food. to to feed people and then and then the tribal there's tribal entities they don't talk Mm. to each other so we sometimes we get a couple (laughs) because it's not like one checkbook right so this we get multiple departments of the same federal entity are like senate i'm federal entities writing the church checks uh, to put on these things, and then and then we 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 sound like sponsors, but we're up there thanking. We like to thank the tribe for helping with you know. And <laughs>
0: the oranges listen. and peanuts were yeah. from the department. Yeah, and so they're
2: going, hey, we've got all the we got all this candy and oranges and peanuts. Can you guys bag this? up? We're like, absolutely. Well, and so we're thanking everybody. You know how it is. The Ross office, that. we
0: got extra sanitary napkins. Can you use them? Yep, that's going to be. We're not trying to make sure people
2: get credit but what an opportunity to show how God has brought some unlikely um, people together and honestly some of the tribal entities um, fund the trips I get to take these teens on at times and so and that's we've barely tapped exploring that um, because I, I really want it to come from the church first I have a healthy distrust of the government. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, I apologize if there's any government workers in here. I love you, I love you. You probably have a healthy distrust of citizens and <laughs> civilians. So it's all good. <laughs> so anyway, um, I don't know if there's much no. else to tell, but the, the training center, we could really use your prayers. We don't have a single student enrolled. We essentially could. Any moment, um, right away. You know, a, a lot of the leadership is guys, so we're we're gonna start out with men. This is not not open to women. We'll need female leaders on site um, to do that because we're talking live-in students, and so um, we're not we're not quite ready to open that up to females unless, you know, we had a roaring class of six and they're like, you need to teach us and then <laughs> we would have to figure it out. Or maybe they live at the church. I have no idea. So, but right now we're, we're looking for young men or hungry for the Lord and maybe just need to step away from their, their situation uh, long enough to, to sit to under some practical um, teaching and discipleship. And our goal is to, to raise them up, um, able to reproduce this thing too. Uh, to be able to, to um, share the gospel with others, uh, Christian basics, knowing their identity, uh, deliverance, uh, giftings—you know these are the things we're going to teach. So whether they're they're there for three months, six months, nine months, or a year, um, whether we'll open other th- curriculums yet, I don't know. It just may be a deeper level of each of those. But we want the person who leaves at three months able to share their testimony, share the gospel, understand their identity, know about giftings, understand that not every battle we face is physical. Amen. Right. It's not. Mm -hmm. And and we want them to know the Christian basics. You can find that in Hebrews three, where Paul says, I'm not going to go over the basics again. And then he lists them. That's where you can find it. We're not making (laughs) this up. It's not four points from a pastor. Paul just said, surely I don't need to talk to you about laying on of hands. Like, that's But surely, that's what we're talking about, okay? So, so that's just kind of give you an overview of when I say curriculum, we don't know anything about school. We barely finished it. So anyway, but we do want to train people up. Um, and if you have anybody that's interested in that, you can get a hold of me. It's through another ministry, but I am an overseer in that. So I can definitely point us in the direction. But please be praying about that. We want to in position in Wagner, South Dakota, so that we have a place to, for people that we raise up from there, but they can be from anywhere. Um, and it would be an on-site, um, you know, away from home, away from family type thing. So uh, we think we think there'd be a lot of power in that. But I don't know what other... Is there anything I'm forgetting? I don't know, but we're out of time. Okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, um I'm going to hang out for a while me and my wife and I know I didn't I didn't speak about culture. I didn't talk about native religion. I didn't talk about cuz guys I got to tell you it's it's just I face the same thing everywhere I go. It's just different groups of people. You'd be surprised there's socially that plays a big role, but ministry-wise it's it's not what you think. I yeah i can't stress that enough so it doesn't come up any questions you have please find me and ask and i will do my best to to walk you through that so all right what's that yeah let's
0: do that. god i thank you so much for bringing us together and god i just i i thank you for the choir behind me during worship that was so awesome and uh, god i just i'm i'm thankful for the roof over our head last night I thank you for the the hugs that my daughters are getting. their cups are being filled by this church. God, I'm so thankful for that. God, I thank you for the opportunity to um, to speak on what we get to do each and every day and um, the power that you've placed um, over our lives that we just we get the um, awesome opportunity to bless others. And so I thank you, God for bringing this church um, into that blessing and into the opportunity. Um, you give us so many examples of how um, we can live for you and and just god i 'm so thankful i'm thankful for that Holy Spirit thank you for for guiding each and every step and keeping us obedient and um, and God for teaching um, how to have <laughs> self-control how to have discipline how to uh, how to love unconditionally God you are so good and we're so grateful for those opportunities
2: and hmm getting to talk about it, God, I just pray that, I know I make a lot of jokes, God, it's kind of what I do when I'm nervous, and I'm trying not to cry, but God, I just pray that man's message can get in the way, right, I pray that, um, that all the glory goes to you, because it all belongs to you, um, I'm thankful for how you're growing this church, both in maturity and in numbers, God, I just, in um, and, and blessing. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to the Lyric House Church Podcast. We hope this
0: message blessed you, and we encourage you to share with your family and friends. Remember, the gospel is good news, and good news is worth sharing. If you want to get involved or see what's happening next, make sure to follow us on social media. Until next week, we love you, and God bless.